Hi, I'm Kristen Trafford-Weisel, Case Manager at Dental Protection. Welcome to Risk Bites, a series of podcasts created specifically for dental practitioners in Australia. Risk Bites looks at the key dental legal risks and issues affecting dental practitioners across Australia and provides helpful advice and guidance on how to steer clear of them, leaving you free to provide safe and high quality care for your patients. In this edition, my colleague, Dr. Annalene Weston, and I'll be talking about the impact of quicker treatment modalities on risk. Now, Annalene, one thing we older practitioners lament is the impact of business-driven principles in dental practice. So for example, we have our patients, a relationship which many practitioners would consider to be sacred, and this has an implication of duty and trust. Practices now sometimes refer to their patients as clients. Everyone has clients but only professional healthcare workers have patients. Not everyone holds a professional duty of care to the group we call patients. And this is just one example. We're gonna chat about another topic today, Annalene, accelerating treatment. Thanks, Kristen, and yes, I really wanted to focus on accelerated dentistry, a largely consumer-driven concept, whereby our patients, or perhaps even clients, want their treatment to be quicker and cheaper than ever before. They want it to be pain-free and most definitely on their own terms. This is a significant paradigm shift from the paternalistic days of Dr. Knows Best. And while patient autonomy is to be welcomed, we do need to consider whether by centering our clinical decision around consumer-based expectations, are we racing to the bottom or rising to the top? And whether accelerating treatment accelerates risk for patients and practitioners alike. And if it does, is it always the case or only sometimes We certainly do need to consider this. On the positive side, other than a potential increase in patient satisfaction, there must also be benefits to the clinician in accelerating treatment. Yeah, indeed they are, Kristen. And in a world where time is money, it's easy to see why getting people through treatments at a faster clip would be beneficial to practitioners and business owners alike. Remember, we are consumers too of product and of material. So simple things like a five second cure per composite increment rather than a 20 or even 40 second cure are sought after because they really make a difference. The difference to our patients is comfort because they basically don't need to keep their mouth open for as long and can get out of the chair more quickly, which is certainly the aim for most patients. This type of acceleration or speeding up of treatments has the dual purpose, not only of increasing patient satisfaction, but also of decreasing procedure times to enable increased patient scheduling. Therefore, we as product consumers demand this too, and it could simply be considered as progress or good practice. And pleasingly providing you're comfortable with and competent in the use of these materials, then this carries with it no increased risk. So where are the risks then? Well, they're twofold and they can be considered in the categories of skipping steps and treating strangers. Well, can we start with treating strangers? What do you mean by that? Broadly, more complaints arise from the first time you treat someone than from treating patients with whom you have an established relationship, regardless of the procedure. That makes sense. Seeing as you've called me an older practitioner, I can assure our younger colleagues that in general, it's definitely more comfortable on both sides treating patients you've seen for many years. Yes, and this is largely due to the importance of communication and rapport. Some of us are incredibly lucky and can immediately identify how to communicate effectively with each and every patient and quickly establish rapport and a relationship based on mutual respect and trust. For most of us, however, this is not the case. 
It can take many appointments to truly get to know our patients and to understand their values, their hopes and their fears. Remember, most people find the dental surgery to be an emotionally difficult and challenging environment and consequently don't bring their best self to their appointments, but are difficult to communicate with, anxious or certainly heightened version of themselves. It can therefore take time to get to know our patients and build the requisite trust and rapport for a successful therapeutic relationship. When you consider patient care in these terms, it's easy to see the increased risk of treating someone we don't have a rapport with and how treatments such as the following can lead to complaints. Patient A attends to see Dr. B requesting a crown to be placed on tooth number 16, which had specialist root canal treatment completed around one month ago, they say. There's a temporary crown in place and they purport that they're regular clinicians on maternity leave and they don't like the other practitioner at their practice. They advise they are a FIFO worker flying out this afternoon and request the crown prep today. Dr. B has a cancellation, so has time to prep this tooth. This all may sound terribly reasonable and serendipitous maybe, but from our perspective, Kristen, purely focusing on the fact this patient's a stranger, what don't we know? Other than the fact we don't know if the patient is communicating these stated facts accurately and objectively? Well, we most certainly don't, but what else don't we know? Well, we don't know how long the temporary crown has been in place or who placed it. Uh, we don't know who did the endodontic treatment and when or why. We don't know if the patient is a bruxist or a toothcracker. While I assume we took a medical history, we don't know how the patient reacts to dental treatment. We don't know why they're not seeing the person who prepared the tooth for the temporary crown. No, Kristen, we don't. In fact, the list of what we don't know far exceeds the list of what we do. So it may well be that patient A is exactly what they seem, that the treatment proceeds simply and successfully and that everyone is happy. However, from where we sit at Dental Protection, this is rarely the case. If patient A walks into your surgery and you decide to treat them on that day, as a minimum, please take a periapical x-ray and, with the patient's permission, contact the endodontist for their report. If the patient declines permission for this, consider this to very much be a red flag as it may indicate the history they provided to you is inaccurate and they don't want you to hear another version of their past treatment. Now, I don't know about you, Kristen, but I would not proceed to treat patient A on these terms as the denial of important and relevant information does not reflect a relationship of mutual trust and respect. Absolutely, it doesn't. So what about skipping steps? What's that? Well, this is accelerating treatment in its purest sense. So omitting steps from our treatment plan to get to the end point more quickly. So from my experience, and I think you'd agree with this, Kristen, patients love it right up until the point it goes wrong. Can you give some examples? Sure, the simplest example, which many practitioners would be familiar with, is immediate dentures. Immediate dentures carry more risk of a patient dissatisfaction, partly because the patient usually has no prior experience of dentures, so cannot know how the dentures will feel and how they'll cope with them. And partly because we are often forced to skip the critical steps of, for example, secondary impressions and trying by the very nature of the treatment um, and the teeth that we're replacing. So let's be honest, we all hold our breath when we insert an immediate denture, hoping it's going to fit. Indeed, Annalene. And what about other disciplines of dentistry? Well, we see acceleration across the board, faster orthodontic treatments when compared to their more traditional counterparts, for example. While some occlusal discrepancies can be quickly corrected, in many cases, accelerated orthodontics is simply the first step of traditional orthodontics without the leveling and finishing stages at the end. 
Again, this in itself is perfectly fine as long as the patient understands what they've signed up for and what they're getting and critically what they are not. And importantly, that this consent process is not part of the accelerated treatment, but has been done slowly and thoroughly. Patients will quickly complain if they've not understood that their outcome is in fact incomplete or compromised, particularly if they've paid the same or a similar fee as they would offer a comprehensive course of orthodontic care. Another step-skipping example would be one-step or immediate implants. There can be no doubt this has a solid place in contemporary dental practice, but select your patients well or your outcome will be compromised and your risk will be heightened. One-step versus two-step root canals are the same. Some cases are perfect for one step, others are not. These are just some examples to consider. So it seems that essentially you're saying that accelerated dentistry can heighten risk if performed in the wrong cases or on the wrong people. That's exactly the case, Kristen. Appropriate case selection, diagnosis and special investigations are a critical component in every patient's care. But when accelerating treatment, so much more. Thanks, Annalene. And for people wanting to know more, we have some webinars on this subject. Yeah, we do. And you can find our Accelerated Risk series on PRISM covering risks and considerations specific to ortho, implants. Those were recorded um, live in 2021. And we've got two more coming up, root canal treatments in 2022 and also restorative. Plus, we have another webinar in March 2022 dedicated to treating strangers. Thanks, Annalene, for all that relevant and helpful content. And thank you for listening. We hope that this podcast was helpful to you and look forward to sharing more guidance with you in the future. If you like Dental Protection Podcasts and would like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.